the Alnarek Files. And you're sure that there's no chance it got misplaced in a research file? No way. We'd never put an audio file back in the documents archive. I've looked everywhere else. Please, if you could just take a look. Joni, seriously. I'd tell you first if any of us saw a fist-sized wax cylinder sticking out of one of the shelves. Right. Well, I also came to return these files. Oh, cool. Uh, what's the date? April, 1924. They'll probably be filed under M for the author, but I think now that we've got a full set of recordings and transcripts to go with it, that might need to change. Okay, uh, what would the new filing be then? Uh, it would be under Corruption or Contaminant, I think. Oh, and while you look, could you also check for any other files that might be under that section? Thanks. No problem. Any luck? Uh, not with the audio record. Or anything else, either. No research notes or anything. Sorry, dude. It's alright. I appreciate you looking. Are we still on for lunch? Of course. See you then. See ya. What the? Peter! Oh, hi, Joni. How long have you been out here? Uh, 10, 15 minutes? Just waiting for a new person to Did you put a box of cylinders in. on my desk? Uh, no. Well, did you see anyone come in here while I was gone? Uh, no. It's, it's only been me. Hey, do you think it's a ghost or something? I know you said this place was haunted. April 20th, 1924. Let's take you for a spin, shall we? Please, just hear me out. You want me to tank my family's main point of income? Are you kidding me right now? No, what I said was that you need to flush all of your stock from Henry. The rest of your moonshine should be fine, as long as you didn't bring it into contact with any of the corrupted stuff. We don't have anything else right now, Georgie. My other suppliers got spooked when Marsh got cuffed, and everyone's laying low until this roundup blows over. You've got some stash, don't you? It was all in that compartment that we found your moss in. It's not my moss. You sure? Because it seems to pop up everywhere you've been sticking your nose lately. It was in your office. Because you stashed your goddamn hooch in my office. Don't you dare try to blame this on me. You don't cut off the hand that turns the stone over. <sighs> Look, you said it yourself. Everyone's laying low right now. You should do the same. Weather the storm till it blows over. It's bound to eventually. Things like this always do. And what are you going to do about it? There's nothing I can do. I'm a researcher, not a damn legislator. If I was, I would have done all I could to see an end to prohibition. Then we wouldn't be dealing with Henry or all your suppliers going ghost or, or any of it. In this past week, I've stuck my neck out for you more times than I care to count. Times you don't even know about, Georgie. And when I need your help, when I ask you to stand by me, you just shake your head. You knew this was risky business when you got involved. I told you as much at the beginning. Of course. You got it on one of those stupid little cylinders of yours, don't you? 
Yes, I knew it was risky. But I agreed to help because I trusted you to have my back when it went south. What is it you expect me to do? We both knew this was going to end with Marsh getting arrested. And knowing what you do, I assume you could have predicted everyone going ghost after it happened. So what was I supposed to do about that? Not tell me to forget about selling the only stock I have left. This is bigger than the two of us. Adrian, hundreds of thousands of lives are on the line. I saw what happens to people who drink too much of that hooch. It does something to them. Makes them wrong. And I'm willing to bet that, like Henry, when they die, they don't stay dead. I think you need to leave, Georgie. You need to listen to me. Fellas, show Miss Keys out. Get your hands off me! Adrian, don't you dare turn your back on me! Adrian! Well, fuck. This is Georgie Keyes, recording April 20th, 1924, on the subject of an alien growth that we of the Foundation have come to label the corruption. At this point in time, we can't determine any other motivation it might have besides to infect others and bring them into its thrall. Our findings have concluded that it can, to an extent, bring people back from the dead if they are already under its command. It also detests the light, and both natural and artificial forms seem to be the only way of subduing it. We know for a fact that it spreads through the Toronto bootlegging ring, and many patrons of the local speakeasies are already unknowingly affected. Michael Farwell and myself are going to the distillery where we believe this thing to be located, with the hopes of destroying both it and the hold it has over Toronto. If... if we don't make it, and you're hearing this now... Hopefully the information I've just provided, along with the research we've left in the document archive, will be enough to at least get you started on your own investigation. This is Keys signing off. I, um, I shouldn't have this audio. Well, no, this audio shouldn't exist, period. Portable recorders can sustain this amount of movement in the 20s, and barring that, no model that existed at the time would have been handheld, which is the only type that Georgie would be able to use based on how the events in the recording played out. I I need to take this to, to Mick, or maybe Sockdays encountered something like this in the field, or, or maybe Caroline... No, I... Actually, maybe I should just take this directly to Caroline. Either way, this isn't right. End recording. The Olnewick Files is written by Charlotte Dolesky and directed by Charlotte Dolesky and Riley Armstrong. For more information on this episode, as well as a full cast and credits list, see our show notes in the description. Rate and review us on iTunes, follow us at Olnewick Radio on Instagram, contact us via the questions box on Spotify or our email at at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>